0: I'm Devin Leonardi and you're listening to the DBA podcast and today we're doing business as Thomas Ward owner and founder of Pig Floyd's and we're right here in the Venture X downtown Orlando studio so one of the things that I want to talk about with you today is this concept of of breaking chains right to to go through this whole, you know, step by step of what you've been through as a business owner to get to where you are today. There's been a lot of, I think, hurdles that you personally have like jumped through uh, moving to the States, you know, going to college, getting a degree, uh, going through a recession, all of this, this different stuff. And then at the end of it, all kind of getting to this point, right? Where you have a successful restaurant and then pandemic happens. Right? How do you, you manage all of that stuff? So the first thing that, that we usually do in these, these episodes is just kind of talk, you know, we go from business to personal, right? right. Uh, so, I, first of all, I'm a big fan of Pig Floyd's. I Thanks. eat there a lot. Uh, it's I a really great restaurant. That. If you haven't had a Big Floyd sandwich, go get a Big Floyd, big Floyd. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, but yeah, the, I guess the first thing I wanna talk to you about is w- <laughs> where we're currently at right with everything going on uh layoffs you know furloughs uh turning things around mentally as a business owner where does that put you
1: so i've had the mentality i think that um i mean as the business owner and what what my experience has brought me to today is that sink or swim mentality right so when this started i was Obviously, at the you know, let's go Mm -hmm. super, super, let's super driven to Mm -hmm. make it through. And obviously, um, I don't know. I, I guess you're 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 you see the boat sinking and you're like, let's let's try to save it. So I think we shifted in what we were doing and we did we did that pivot really well, but then as time goes by you know, and things that you were doing that were working are not working, you tend to get a little frustrated and um, I think you tend to sit and think about it a lot. So I I tell you that through through this uh, um, pandemic, it's just become a very groundhog day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you see the same things every day, you don't see any movement forward. And to me as an entrepreneur, That's a tough thing, right? Um, You sometimes are taking steps backwards, right? So that's hard because, you know, I think we've all put so much effort in bringing Pick Floyd's to where it's at six years into it. And now all of a sudden you have to backpedal. Um, So that to me is a really hard thing to to digest. So, you know, you, you caught me in a time where I'm currently digesting it. And I'm taking it day by day, but I, I mean, I've had days that I wake up and I can't stand myself. So that's that's the kind of emotion we go through. You typically, I'm a pretty even keel guy. Sometimes I do get emotional, like anybody else would. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just when you deal with failure in your life, um, and it's been like it's been several times that I failed. You tend to go back to those days and think you know i'm i'm at it again Mm -hmm. how why am i repeating this so it's introspection Uh, i think it's it's totally normal i call other people that have been through it and i had a really good conversation this morning uh, about it so it's it's something that we sign up as entrepreneurs it's something that that is a normal thing until you one day cash out and you got a lot of money that you don't have to worry about. It. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, uh, they say, you know, money doesn't cure problems
1: or anything like that, but it certainly helps. It helps, <laughs> helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Right. But yeah. Um, I mean, this pandemic has taught us that it doesn't matter if you you're loaded, you could get sick and die. So it's just, you know, you got to be remembering that every day is important and you live life fully and, you know, yeah. I think one of the, the things
0: that I've learned in all of this is that no matter what, we're all human, we're all made of the same stuff, no matter w- who you are, no matter how much money you have, what color your skin is, anything like that, we're all the same and we can all be pulled down one way or another by something that we have no control over. Real quick, And that's, that's horrifying, yeah. right? That's a scary thing. Uh, and you're talking about failure on, on that front is a massive scale. Right, failure on the, on that side is is huge, uh, and so I think maybe some of the some of the other stuff that we've gone through. So, like with this pandemic leading to now a recession, you've been through that before. So, tell me tell me a little bit about what the the first you know kind of recession for you was like, and how that pushed you I mean, into I, some of. I
1: gotta I gotta say my past as a as, as as a young adult, let's say as a teen and all that, I came um i don't want to say the word that i was coddled but i came from a well-off family Uh, my dad is a self-made entrepreneur and um and he he was wealthy and um but i never understood that growing up because i was protected um by my whole family uh so when when i graduated uh college Which was the great times because my dad had just sold this company. Everything was great. He was financially, uh, you know, strong. And I go into the real estate business and I start making crazy amounts of money real quick. You, I mean, I was stupid. I was twenty one years old. I was spending it like water. I bought cars. I bought this. (laughs) I bought. I I I did this and that. And then all of a sudden, the market turns around, Mm -hmm. and. To be honest, like you know, I thought I thought I had I had a floor, right? I had somebody that was gonna save me, aka my dad, and he did the best thing he could have done. He didn't, right? You gotta deal with it, and um, that was my, you know, I would say that's my first heartbreak because you think somebody's got your back, and it's not that they don't. It's just that they need to teach you a lesson so that you understand how life really is. So. It was great uh I considered it to be a blessing because you know it puts things into perspective, and then you tend to understand that moving forward in business you're gonna get hurt, yeah um so yeah, I mean, in that situation, it was rough, mm. you know it was really rough man i was i mean I could tell you i my car payments were nine grand a month at that time I bought cars i wouldn't spend money on credit cards i i I was i was in a world of trouble but um like anything you know you you figure out a way to get out and move forward and then start over again and and that happened um i was 2008 um at that point my dad bought a supermarket and i went to work for him for about two years and uh the second lesson he gave me is when he fired me in 2010 which was totally another great decision by him i didn't see it like that at the time <laughs> but um and that's that's where i i stand into the restaurant business and i and i open up food truck you know um again i i opened a food truck with no experience I don't like to cook at that point. I don't know how to cook. <laughs> um, so I had to learn really quick. And uh, I did it with YouTube. Um, I did it not not knowing that I was going to be put in, in really awkward situations. Um, and, you know, I kept going. And that's, that's the most important thing, right? It's just keep moving, even if it's really really slow and uncomfortable and try to f- yeah it's super uncomfortable every time it's uncomfortable i mean there's no comfort in making money no i i think that my
0: my whole philosophy on business management is that uncomfortability breeds creativity right it, it forces you to see things from a different perspective you know adversity all of these different things just breed this notion of wanting to fix whatever problem that you have. And you may not have an answer. Right. And so you have to get really creative in order to do so. The food truck is emblematic of that.
1: Right. You going out and saying, OK, I was, I got a problem. It was and crazy, to go. man. I sit down now and I look at that <laughs> and I, th- I say it's crazy because a lot of things have to happen for me to open up a food truck. Yeah. I was broke, Yeah. right? I called a friend and this friend sold his car to give me the money to open a food wow. truck. I never signed a contract with him, <laughs> Crazy. right? I called a couple other friends. They lent me five grand each. I never signed a contract. You know, uh, to have people like that, that trust you <laughs> in, in doing a business, it's crazy. Yeah. It's to me it's crazy, right? Cuz now I know all every liability, every right. lawsuit, every I mean what could um, be Um yeah, what could be and you're like, wow, these guys took a risk even though it was a small risk. It's it's uh I'm forever thankful because that was my school. Yeah. They all got paid back, yeah. you know. Um they didn't make buku dollars out of it, but they all got paid back and I was able to exit Again, you know, I guess what you would call in a small success, but mm-hmm. I, I, I was able to exit and understand what I was gonna do next. And um man, it was a huge lesson for me for what came next, which then brought another heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that,
0: you know, that that transition, the, that whole moving from one spot to another and, you know, finding that creativity, I, I think that maybe you, you learn some things like from that, that transferred into the restaurant, if I'm not mistaken, there's a lot of really creative aspects of the way that the restaurant is set up, uh, the way that, you know, uh, you're, uh, kind of promoting this idea of connectivity through the restaurant, through the murals on the wall, through, you know, the seating and the atmosphere that's there. I when I walk into that restaurant, I get a feeling of belonging, right? I I feel like I'm supposed to be there. I feel like I'm connected to the people behind the counter. Uh, and to me, that's, that's one of the more important parts of a restaurant. The food is one thing, right? Food speaks for itself with you guys for sure. Uh, but the atmosphere is a whole nother thing. I'll go to a hole in the wall. I'll go to champs deli just right over here. We've been there for 30 years. They haven't updated anything in 30 years and it's like a prison cell. It's like an eight by eight, (laughs) you know, there's nothing going on in there. Good people though. I like the atmosphere. I'll go there just to support them. Uh, Same thing with you. So how does the creativity that kind of spawns from, I guess, all of this, this growth and all of this change, the, you know, being let down, maybe failures, how does that transfer into your current business model and what you're doing? When I opened pick Floyd's
1: I was always under the impression that we are operating like a food truck, right? Mm-hmm. So in the food truck world, it was really important that you had a line, mm-hmm. right? It was, it, it's it's a perception thing. Mm-hmm. And you have to play with that perception of, if you have a line, that means that the food is good, mm-hmm. right? So uh, we had a line and and believe it, I mean, Believe it or not, I brought in a lot of professionals, a lot of people that know this industry really well because we're in the epicenter of the largest restaurant company in the world, which is Darden. And I had just, I took a job while we were building Pig Floyds in Chipotle. Uh, And I was washing dishes, I was doing prep. I almost got fired because I was too slow. Um, But you always heard the messaging that was throughput, throughput, right? Mm -hmm you know, restaurants, people like to go to restaurants and they like their food fast and they, you know, it's a thing that, that's really important moving forward is that you have fast service, good food, right? So uh, how does how does it translate with all that happened, I guess, on the failure and everything into the business is just I've always been learning, obviously, from every past experience and failure so from the food truck you get the line out the door um i i used to let people graffiti my truck you know so so it it turns into something that people belong to it Mm -hmm. um and you know with with even the social media and the food truck it was really funny like i mean we would post some some stuff that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a run and I'm eating cereal and people the next day would come to the truck. And, oh, my God, that was so funny. I'm like, what <laughs> is I'm just eating cereal or we're doing a we're doing a juice diet. And people were criticize us for selling a hamburger in between two crispy donuts, but announcing that you're doing a juice diet. Like, I don't know. I think personality in the business is really important. I was critiqued heavy. Mm hmm. I'm talking about real heavy, yeah. 14, 15, 16, even 17 about my social media being a little bit too personal and not bringing in, you know, what companies were looking for, which was the static, the brand, the food, you know, pictures of food, don't put it in, don't put your name into it. Don't put your personal life into it. And, and now they pay people to do that. to do that. Right. So... <laughs> You know, it's it's always been me. It's always been my personality. I think as you walk into the restaurant, I mean, I'm um, I think I tend to be easygoing. Sometimes I'm not, but it's an an easygoing time. It's not it's not heavy, right? It's not um somebody telling them what to do all the time and um and I think that's been successful due to the fact that I think you know, I've had managers at the stores. It's not me one hundred percent of the time. We were talking about it a couple of days ago. If if I was if I was managing the store a hundred percent of the time, I don't think that I'd be nice mm-hmm. because it's just it takes a toll. Yeah. I mean the restaurant business is rough. I tell people I'll I'll give you the recipes, I'll give you the business plan, you do it and see how long you last because it's it takes special special humans to run Yeah to run restaurants a lot of
0: patience oh man you you got to have a lot of patience speaking of patience yeah it it takes a lot to just open a place yep and i i want to definitely talk about you know considering where we're at with everything you went through from what i hear a lot of red tape just to open your first brick and mortar just to open the the restaurant in mills 50 was a waiting game uh and I, you know, I want to get your take on that and get it, you know, straight from the source, you know, where was that based? Where did a lot of that come from? Was it, you know, just intrinsic, you know, Hey, this is the process. This is what you have to do. Or did it come from other areas? Did it, you know, was it because, you know, you're trying to open a restaurant as a Puerto Rican? (laughs) Is it, is
1: it stuff like that? No, man. I mean, I think you know, I I came back to Orlando in 2013 in July, and I came back broke. Um, I that's that's what I call the, I guess I would call it my second or third heartbreak. Is you know, I opened a restaurant in Puerto Rico for a year. Um, the building that I was in went into bankruptcy, and. In bankruptcy court you have a right to call a lease. So uh the company that bought that building called the lease and literally told me you got to get out. Um so you know when you're told that and you're running a pretty successful business, that's a big heartbreak and I came back to the states and I had very little money and um but I called a few people and they said like, "Hey, let's open up a barbecue joint," right? So the process from that point to opening Pick Floyd's, I mean, the stories that I could tell you, not only was it issues with cash, right? Issues with getting an investor, finding the money, um, finding the right builder, right? Dealing with the city. The city wasn't easy at that point, right? It wasn't very well organized. I think that's they're doing a great job now. But, you know, the process of changing the mills quarter at that time they were looking to change that so they were they put a variance that took three months out of it right that made it that made the job a lot more expensive um i think there was a lot of disconnect in you know when you get your plans approved and then you get an inspector that that says no, that's not right. But I mean, it's in the plans, right? Mm-hmm. So, those sort of things happen. And now more than ever, I've learned that it's an ongoing process as you move opening restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, people come to me and ask me like, "Hey, what are the some some of the things that you went through?" And I go, <laughs> 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 look for more cash than you need, yeah, because that's that's all you always go over budget, yeah, um, and." If you schedule, you know, let's say three months, six months, whatever, to build a restaurant, it's gonna take a lot more time. Um, and I don't think I, I would say other than you know, the normal course, it it is what it is, right? Yeah. It it's it's the business, it's it's the building process, and that's why I think more than anything, I look for restaurants that have already been built. Mm-hmm our second generation spaces because it's it's less time less money even if you have to buy them out yeah um i just like it more yeah um but yeah you have to practice a lot of patience i used to show up in the city of orlando and sit in their desk so that they could sign my documents um it was uncomfortable man it's it's like anything right it's just i don't know if i'm rambling but i just think it's 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 a whole process that if you're not on it it'll eat you up yeah no i i totally agree
0: with that uh you know whether you're building a house or you're building a restaurant anything like that doing a a build out on a retail space they're always like
1: just enormous hurdles to jump over the the biggest issue is always cash right i could tell you that the first the first buy that I did from my supplier for food, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I put it in a credit card. Yeah. I was out of cash. Yeah. And I told everybody like, we're opening September 11th. I don't care. Like we're out of cash. (laughs) I need cash flow in. And that's not a feeling that I want to do ever again. Right. And you obviously want to start, you know, now that we're going through the pandemic, a lot of people are starting to understand restaurants, the the three months that you have in cash, Mm -hmm. that's, I've never, you know, you try, but that's not a reality. I don't know. I mean, for big companies, even you're seeing these companies go and hit their credit lines Mm -hmm. and find cash and all that. Nobody, restaurants operate on cash flow, man. Yeah so it's just i i think it's funny that people would think that businesses you know save six months in cash no man like that's not that's not reality not even close no, <laughs> not no. Even. And, and i and, and i know a lot of people personally save and you know they have they have for a rainy day but i don't i don't know i haven't seen that in this pandemic yeah. No, it's, it's definitely, definitely
0: a whole different landscape. This is a whole different. It's so quick. F- f- so fast.
1: It was so quick. So quick. So fast. people don't, people weren't ready. No. You know, and, and, and I have a lot of big guys that, you know, they had, I, I know of a guy that had about a hundred million dollars in mortgages and he sold them oh, really? because he felt uncomfortable. He was ready. He, he felt that something was going to happen. And, you know, It was due. Wow. Well, it was due, right? Because it's 10 years Mm -hmm. since the last one, Mm -hmm. actually 12 years. Yeah. And you're like, no, this can't be, it's been too good. Yeah. Right. Something's (laughs) happening. Something's got to give at some point. Something's got to give. The issue is that we didn't know that it was going to affect the industry that brings in the most money. (laughs) Right. Not only restaurants cruise ships, travel, hospitality, hospitality, all that is what moves the United States. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think that, you know, with all this new delivery and all of that, I think people in general just think, okay, well, they must be doing all right because they're doing no. all of this delivery stuff and that doesn't cover it. It's not there,
1: right? Well, I, I think a lot of people are starting to understand that they weren't they, they weren't in the know that these delivery companies charge 25 to 30%. Right. right. And I don't know if people understand the dynamic of it, but a delivery for takeout in paper, in delivery fees and all that doesn't allow you to make a profit. I mean, that's why I've never done it. Yeah. And I keep telling people, even in the restaurant business, like, this is the stupidest thing that I've ever seen. So I'm hiring my new partner. hmm that's gonna make more money than I am without doing anything because he has the capability of getting me the customer. No, I prefer the customer to, to come to the store and have the experience. Yeah. Hmm, yeah, I, man, I and, think- I and you don't know how many people have told me, oh, but just do it for the marketing or do it for this. It's not worth it, man. No. It's not, like, I prefer to not have that many customers, but, you know, be able to run a sound business. Yeah and not have somebody that i have to give 25 to 30 percent yeah oh to keep employees no to keep employees working and stuff like that no we can keep employees working if we go out and look for it
0: yeah no i i totally agree with that i mean we've kind of gone through the same thing here right is you, we're one of those places where they have to come Right. We can't go out. We can't deliver an office to someone's not house. <laughs> not, that's not how it works. Uh, and so we've just gotten really creative here with the way that we do our marketing, the way that we bring people in. Uh, and it's, it's paid off for us. We're kind of already back into the swing of things. Other co-working spaces, we're, we're a little bit ahead of the game. And that's where I wanted to position us. I think that the key to staying ahead of all of this is understanding people. Right, I think that that's probably the same thing uh, with the, the restaurant business. Right, the key to running a successful restaurant, and the the key ingredient, if you will, is knowing and understanding how people are going to react. Uh, I know that you know you personally have driven around in the truck, right? Delivered some stuff here and there, and, and done <laughs> your thing. We've uh, driven to
1: Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa, wherever. I. I uh, I mean, I think that's the only way, and I don't know of anybody that's done it. Yeah, I don't either. Right? So I pivoted that way, and people are like, oh, was it worth it? I mean, come on, guys. At the end of the day, we're not doing anything during this pandemic at the, at that point, right? right. And um, gas, the fact that gas was cheap yeah. helped, right? Yeah. So <laughs> a, a trip to Miami cost me 80 bucks. Um and time I had the time right, but that brought me in I don't know two three grand Mm -hmm. in in business. I'll take it. Yeah, take anything. Absolutely. Um, but a lot of people did sit down Mm -hmm. and 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 said you know let's just close. It's not worth it. It's not worth the time and everything. I I just you know I'm 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 under the school that I like. We open three hundred sixty five days a year if I'm paying rent, why not? Yeah. Sounds bad, right? But no, it sounds good.
0: <laughs> right. It Generated saves me from <laughs> holidays
1: sometimes from my family. <laughs> no, I love my family. I love my family. Yeah.
0: I think maybe then then the, the real key restaurant ingredient then is just keeping moving.
1: Yeah. Keep it moving. I mean, the, the biggest issue in the restaurant business and, and Maybe somebody that listens to this and is in the restaurant industry can disagree, but um, the restaurant business is not hard, okay? But it's repetitive. Right. And it requires discipline. And I have a lot of people that come into the restaurant business, guns blazing, young guys, you know, that they want to cook it up and they want they want to be creative and they want to put out products so that people taste and you know i think obviously the food network and all that has made it really cool to be a chef yeah and i agree it's really cool to be a <laughs> chef but there's another side to this business and the business is making money right and um we're in this to make money and to feed families and and everybody that works in the company um, so that is one of the things that goes against us because the fact that it's discipline and it's repetitive, it's very boring. Yeah. Tedious, right? You do the same things every day. Um, you don't know you don't know what how much business you expect every day, so that changes and yeah. you're trying to figure out how to become relevant more during this pandemic. More. Which, to the end of the day, I I would sit at home and be like, I don't know what else to throw at this. Yeah, It's not sticking. This doesn't stick. And you sit and you look at it and you're like, seven days out of the week, you're coming up with new stuff and you're trying to stay relevant in social media and some of it doesn't work. And what do we do next week? (laughs) Right? Right. So... I'm rambling right now. I don't know where I was going with it, but (laughs) kind of that key ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the key ingredient is that you stay consistent and that you understand that this is, this is a business of just, again, discipline and repetition. I mean, you said about that place that hasn't changed in the last 20 years, right? And that's, those are those are a lot of concepts that haven't changed. Mm-hmm. You go to a Cheesecake Factory, they yeah, they've changed the menu, but I mean, Cheesecake Factory has been Cheesecake Factory for since ever ever. <laughs> Man, I I remember going to visit my sisters in Boston and I love Cheesecake Factory, but I don't know if they've changed that much, right? And they're one of the most successful restaurant companies in the world.
0: I guess you know, it's one of the the last things that I want to get with Oh, that's it. I'm kidding. No, no. Uh, <laughs> one of the last things I want to uh, get to is during this being a minority business owner yep. and all of this, you know, turmoil that's happening. I don't necessarily even deem it as turmoil. I deem it as progress. I think that it's necessary to push things forward for people to stand up, go out and, and do their thing. Yep. Uh, you know, so obviously I, I have, you know, I wanna get your take on it. I wanna see, you know, what what pushes you forward as a minority business owner and as, you know, someone who has stepped in to a, a world where it's hard to break through yep. into and yep. and get your take on everything that's going on right now. Uh, so I, for me personally, what's, you know, what's going on out on the streets is completely and totally necessary Mm -hmm. people calling for change, people doing things. Is there anything that, you know, yet you kind of think could be done better or differently, or if there's a different path that we should take?
1: No, I think it's very important that we all go out and express ourselves, um, to bring change, right? Um I am from Puerto Rico. Born and raised there, so you know, there's been certain situations in my life that um obviously have made me feel uncomfortable with people not accepting where I'm from. Um but the biggest thing is just to keep moving forward and prove that you know, you're worthy of what you do and I think this has gotten a little bit out of control with what's going on in terms of like how, how, you know, the police brutality and, and, um, and how far it's been taken with, with the different, I guess, the different things that have happened in short, in a short period, right? And I don't think it's right. So I think, you know, the demonstrations are the right thing to do as long as, you know, they've done, they're done passively and we continue on to not, we're not in it to hurt anybody. We're in it to try to push change. So that's, that's my feeling on it. I mean, I think more than anything, um, people need to understand that there is, it is out there, like, you know, People are treated differently because of race, of color, and everything, and that needs to stop. That's not that's not right. Um, I'm 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 all inclusive. I'm I don't care. I don't care what color you are, where you come from, or everything. A person is a person. So that's that's pretty important that people understand that. And I don't know how that message is going to get across coming up, and I hope it does. Because it just needs to stop, and um, it's it's you know one of the things that I guess barbecue as a whole is that it brings inclusion into everybody. Everybody, everybody cooks together. Everybody, you know, sits and and drinks beer together and right. talks. Yeah. And, eh. There aren't any disparities and any changes in like how people are treated. I think food is that actually food is that restaurants that brings inclusion. It brings everybody in. It's like I mean, the one unifying thing. Yeah, right? it is, man. It everybody, wants good, everybody wants to eat, everybody wants to eat, have fun, drink and be merry, you know? So I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm in the business that perfectly defines that. And, um, and I'm proud to be from Puerto Rico. I'm proud, you know, to have, whatever whatever happened in my past i guess with people treating me different it's fine you know i've i've overcome it and we just got to keep moving forward and trying to figure this out and figure how it brings everybody together no, I think you hit the nail
0: on the head and I think that the, the restaurant business and food in general does kind of represent that unifying factor, the, the one thing that can kind of bring people together. And so one, I, I thank you, obviously, no, for, thank you. for being here and you're you're- listening.